Welcome to Western New York Catholic Weekly, a production of the Office of Communications for the Catholic Diocese of Buffalo. Stay tuned as Greg Prince brings the Catholic newsmakers to you. Wherever it's happening in the diocese, you'll hear about it on Western New York Catholic Weekly. November is the month when we recognize and pray for and with those who have gone before. Of course, we honor the saints with the Feast of All Saints on November 1st, followed by All Souls on the 2nd. Father John Mergenhagen has some thoughts on what is perhaps one of our least understood Catholic teachings about what comes after this life, purgatory. He'll also examine what eternity might be like from God's perspective. We'll share some music as well from the Voices of Mercy Music Ministry from St. Luke's Mission of Mercy on the east side of Buffalo. I hope you'll stay with us. We'll always remember the smile you brought our way. We'll always remember the things you wanted to say. And we'll always remember the love you struggled to give. And we'll always remember the life God gave you to live. For we are His body, His hands and His we need each other to be complete And when one part is broken, then all share the same It's just a small token of the love we bear in Jesus' name Now that you're gone there's a part we can't see But we know you live on This our faith guarantees And when we meet again When the last trumpet sounds Then forever we'll live Where no pain nor tears shall be Always remember the smile you brought our way. We'll always remember the things you wanted to say. And we'll always remember the love you taught us to give. And we'll always remember. One of the least developed teachings in our Christian faith is our teaching on purgatory. We know after death, there seems to be a state of purgation, a state of being purged, a state of being purified until that person fills out the measure of the Christ that that person was called to be. And purgatory is 
something like a waiting room in heaven. It's not a middle place between heaven and earth. It's more part of heaven, a waiting room. And after this purification has taken place, that person finally looks upon the face of God. And if the person were to behold God and is not yet completely purified and cleansed, it would not make any difference anyway because the person is not yet prepared to receive the fullness of God. I suppose you, like myself, have grown up with pictures of the holy souls in purgatory, and we have seen them just surrounded by flames and fire. It was years before I knew that was simply the way an artist portrayed them. That was simply a metaphor used by some theologian to show that there was, there is some kind of suffering in purgatory. Well, what about this suffering of the holy souls? I think the suffering of the holy souls is something like this. I think when we die, it will be like suddenly growing up overnight. We'll recall all the joys and pleasures of this life, that they were pleasurable, but there is no desire now to return to those joys because now, for the first time in my life, I realize I was called to be with God. And I want God more now than I have ever wanted anything in my life. But I cannot have God now. I'm not ready yet. And it's that desire to be with God when nothing on the earth can ever satisfy me again, that is what we would call the suffering of the holy souls. It doesn't seem like much now, but to the holy souls who are utterly and perfectly centered on God, that is their suffering. By the same token, there is a joy that goes with the holy souls that we can never understand. I never call them the poor souls. I call them the holy souls. The joy of the souls in purgatory comes with the realization they have finished the race and they have won. They are truly saints. And it's only a matter of time before they will be with God totally, completely, and fully. And this joy is the great comfort and consolation of the holy souls. Traditionally, we have always prayed for the holy souls, praying for their continuing purification. In November particularly, we were mindful of our dead. We visit cemeteries and so forth. We haven't always stressed enough, although it was always part of the teaching on purgatory, to pray to them. We can pray to the holy souls in purgatory as much as we can to any saint, as much as we can to any member of our family or any other friend. Pray to the holy souls. Surely it's one of the ways of strengthening the friendship between us. Friendship does not end with death. Persons do not die in the same way as a flower dies. 
all death can mean for a Christian is that someone has gone on and someone has changed his or her address for the final time. The relationship of caring and loving continues on both sides. We pray for them. They pray for us. One of the greatest consolations I've had in the last few years about the holy souls in purgatory is the fact that as they continue in their purification— coming closer and closer and closer to the great light that is God. After all, this goes in stages. And it's all such a mystery to be talking about it in human words and using human examples. But as they continue their purification, they are becoming more loving, more loving, more loving. What does that mean about their relationship to us back here on earth. It means if your mother and father have gone on before you, that your mother and father love you far more now than they ever could have loved you on this earth. That's what's happening with that purification. There's less and less of self in them and more and more of God in them. It's a wonderful consolation to know your husband, your wife, brother, sister, friends, your children, that their love relationship for you now is far deeper, far more profound than it ever was when they were living on this earth. And so, we pray for our dead, and we pray to our dead. Eternal rest, grant to the holy souls. May perpetual light shine upon them. May they rest in peace. We pray, we ask, the holy souls, especially those whom we have known and loved, now that they love us with a deeper, a more profound love, we ask them to pray for us. May they continue to pray for us as they provide a welcome place for us in the next life. There comes a time in all of our lives when we must say goodbye to the ones we love It is a hard thing to say But we must face it one of these days Why do we cry? Why do we die? But Jesus says Death is not the end Oh, He promises us a new life Yes, Jesus says Death is not the end Oh, He promises us Yes, He promises us A new life So when that time Of grieving comes Remember the word 
has promised us If you believe in me You will never, never die But have eternal life Eternal life Yes, Jesus says Death is not the end Oh, he promises us A new life Yes, Jesus says Death is not the end Oh, he promises us Yes, he promises us A new life So don't you cry Now don't you weep Cause in my father's house There are many mansions I've gone to prepare a place Can you wait a little while To be together forever Yes, Jesus says Death is not the end All he promises us A new life Yes, Jesus says Death is not the end Oh, he promises us Yes, he promises us a new life. Psalm 90, verse 4. A thousand years in your sight are but as yesterday when it is past. A thousand years in your sight are but as yesterday when it is past. Psalm 90, verse 4. If we were to ask an angel what time it was, what time it is, even though angels have a knowledge far superior than our own, the angel would have to answer, I don't know. I don't know what time it is. Time is a human concept. God, the saints, the angels live in eternity. I suppose one way of saying what eternity would be like would be something like this, that heaven must give us the feeling as if everything is always new and exciting and interesting, almost as if we had just arrived there. By the same token, we will feel so comfortable, so at home, so familiar with everything, the feeling will be as if we've been there all along. On earth, I think we catch a glimpse of this eternity. For example, when we are with friends and we're having a wonderful time, all of a sudden someone will jump up and say, what time is it getting to be? Someone will say, it's 11 o'clock. We say, where did the evening go? When we're having a wonderful time. There's no sense of time. There's a sense of timelessness. We're catching a little glimpse of eternity. With God, there is no past. With God, there is no future. God lives in the eternal present, the eternal now. We don't understand that. The past, the future, 
It all runs together in the eternal now. For example, right now, what is happening in the eternal mind of God? Right now, we, you, me, we are being born. Right now in the mind of God. Right now in the mind of God, we are making our first communion graduating from grammar school and high school, and all at the same time. Right now is the first day of our new job as an adult. Right now, we are moving into our own apartment. We're in charge of our own life. As an adult, there's a sense of freedom. Right now, we are exchanging our wedding vows or taking our final vows in religious life or this is an ordination day for a priest, right now we are holding our firstborn child for the very first time. And it's all happening now in the eternal mind of God. Right now in the mind of God, I am speaking to you and you are listening. Right now God sees us five years from now, 10 years from now, but it's all in this present moment. And right now, God is seeing us at the moment of death. Our birth, our life, our death, and God sees it all happening in that present moment. Now we, we weak humans, who live by time and calendars and dates, we can live only in the present moment. The past is past. Getting out of bed this morning is just as past as climbing out of bed 10, 25 years ago. The only difference is maybe today you climbed out of bed a little more slowly. The future, the future, five minutes from now, is just as future as five years from now. It's all a blur. It's all a question mark. We can live only in the present moment. Therefore, this present moment that you and I are sharing together, this is the most important moment we have ever lived. And wherever you are listening to my words, that is the most important place that you have ever been in. Even though we have had many special moments in our lives, we have visited many special places in our lives. Well, this moment and this place are the most important. An hour from now, that will be the most important moment and that will be the most important place. Well, how can this be? Where's the value of this present moment? The value of this present moment is that this is the moment when I am alive. This is the place where I am alive. Not yesterday, which is gone, and not tomorrow that is not yet, but this present moment. This is the moment that God is loving me. It's going on right now. This present moment is free. It has just been born. This present moment has no baggage that I have dragged with it, and it won't until I dip into the past and bring that up to the present moment. All the present moment is free and filled with new opportunities. So let us learn to live our lives in the present moment. Cherish and live the present moment. It may not seem like much, but this is the only moment 
that we have. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Make your voice heard. 
There are thousands of Catholic New Yorkers who are working together for justice in our society, promoting the values important to our faith. Join the Catholic Action Network and speak out in support of the poor and vulnerable, the sick and elderly, the unborn, families and children. Sign up online at nyscatholic.org and click on Join the Network. That's nyscatholic.org. For more information, call the Office of Pro-Life Activities of the Diocese of Buffalo at 716-847-2205 and visit the New York State Catholic Conference's Legislative Action Center. Read alerts on important legislative issues and email your state representative. Stay informed and strengthen the Catholic voice in New York. You'll find it all at nyscatholic.org. That's nyscatholic.org. The November issue of the Western New York Catholic is now available in your local parish. You've been listening to Western New York Catholic Weekly, produced by the Office of Communications for the Catholic Diocese of Buffalo, with the help of the Catholic Communication Campaign and this radio station. If you have a comment about this week's program or need more information about anything you hear on Western New York Catholic Weekly, call us at 847-8744 or send us an email to radio at buffalodiocese.org. Our email address again is radio at buffalodiocese.org or call 847-8744. You can visit the Western New York Catholic and the Diocese of Buffalo online at buffalodiocese.org. And be sure to join Kevin Keenan and Greg Prince again next week for Western New York Catholic Weekly.